This is Cam's Corner. For the people. Welcome to the corner. I'm your host, Cameron Sequist, and I'm getting right into sports this weekend. Uh, Just like the episode title says, week three of the NFL is what we'll be focusing on. But before we get into that, I want to give a couple shout-outs to some other things happening around the sports world this weekend. We've got UFC 266 later on tonight, uh, first big UFC event happening in a while. Uh, that, that'll be fun to watch in, in Las Vegas, 8 p.m., UFC 256, 266, excuse me. Uh, we've also got a couple games in the WNBA playoffs, um, ladies from Phoenix doing some work out there, if you tuned in uh, to their game a couple days ago. Sophie Cunningham, the blonde goddess, just could not miss from three. Uh, but they'll be back in action Sunday at 1 o'clock uh, Mountain Time against the Seattle Storm. It's going to be tough to put football down to watch that one. But you got to support those ladies. Uh, nevertheless, though, let's get into NFL Week 3. A lot of storylines coming into this week. Also, uh, before I get into the NFL and get talking, quick disclaimer, there's some weird sickness going around like most college campuses, uh, um, especially like the ones that are near me, but it's it's not COVID, like it's just not like common cold, it's just weird, so I don't know how I'm going to sound before I drop this because I'm not listening to myself talk, but I'll listen to it after. So sorry if uh sound a little stepped up, but feeling great, I'm still going to go ahead here. Um, 11 o'clock games, we'll start in Buffalo, Bills Mafia comes in out fresh off their shutout against Miami, nine-point favorites to the Washington football team. And I expect more of the same from that Buffalo Bills team um, welcoming the football team. Uh, I've got the I got the Bills big here. Minus nine's the spread. But, yeah, I, li- I like the Bills with the spread. I got the Bills big um, at home. I think Taylor, Taylor Heineke showed out a little last week. Definitely had a good game, but that's against the Giants. Um, that's no match for that Buffalo defense, but we got Bills minus nine to start off the morning. Uh, next we've got the Bears going to Cleveland to take on the Browns. Justin Fields getting his first start in the NFL, um, which could pose some different challenges for the Browns because as we all know, Justin Fields has that running ability, um, not to take anything away from Andy Dalton, but Justin Fields is just a more electric dynamic player out in the field. So defenses have to prepare a lot more for that. Browns come in at seven-point favorites, though, at home, which is a number that really confuses me because I don't really know how to uh, go at this game. Browns have that great running back tandem of Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, but Chicago's good at stopping the run. Um, so this game's kind of put me on ice. I don't really know how to take this one. Um, I, I think the game's going to end much like the spread says. I think Browns are going to win in that six to eight point range, uh, just like the spread's got it. So we'll take Browns there. Uh, next game at 11 o'clock, we've got Ravens and Lions in Detroit. And we've got all this uh, question, these question marks and news about Lamar Jackson and his practice this week. He missed, uh, missed a couple days with that hip from flipping into the end zone last week. Um, he's also had an illness is what I think I saw, um, yesterday or two days ago, something like that, but he is back at practice. Lions 
um, come in plus seven and a half. Ravens have the touchdown favorite, and I think that's absolutely insane. I think Vegas is, or not maybe not Vegas, but odds makers around the world are um, expecting Lamar to come in and not be 100% himself because if he's 100% himself, I don't know how they're only seven and a half point favorites, a team that just beat the Chiefs uh, in prime time. So I'm going to take the Ravens minus seven and a half against a Lions team whose defense doesn't scare me at all. Um, Ravens have the most rushing yards in the league this year so far, and it, it's not even close. So um, I think I think the Ravens can get this one done on the road, on the ground, and cover against the Lions. Uh, next game, we've got Colts in Tennessee, a little division showdown. Last week, Colts nearly upset the Rams, but... Now they're facing a Titans team that's found its offense. Uh, they found their offense. Derrick Henry, I could say, found his offense because that is Tennessee's offense, um, essentially. I mean, you can say Julio and A.J. Brown are there too, but if Derrick Henry isn't showing out, Titans have a tough time winning. Titans come in at home five-and-a-half-point favorites against the division rivals. Um, last eight meetings between these two teams, they've split four-and-four. So you, you can expect a close one here. I'm going to take Colts plus five and a half just because of how they played last week against a lot of people's Super Bowl pick, uh, the Rams. And the Titans, like their offense, like I said, is a little shaky because uh, you don't know if, Henry's, if Henry goes off. Like You never know. But I'm going to take the Colts plus five and a half in a division game um, with the Colts team who probably wants to get a win after... Uh, dropping a close one last week. Uh, we'll move on now to the Chargers and the Chiefs, another division showdown out in the AFC West. Uh, Chiefs lost like last week to the Ravens, like just mentioned. Um, but I'll just go through some quick numbers here to show you why I'm taking the Chiefs minus 6.5. Um, so Mahomes is 39-9 and as a starter. Um, he's 4-1 and against the Chargers in his career. He's only lost back-to-back games twice in his career. Um, so simply all because of that. And the Chiefs are back at Arrowhead. Um, so because of all those numbers from Patty and the Chiefs, I'm going to take the Chiefs with the spread. I think they'll come out a little angry, and especially in division game, I think they'll want to show off and put up a big number. So um, I'm going to take the Chiefs minus 7.5. With the point total being, I'm going to take Chiefs 34 to 24. Um, over under in that game is listed at 54 and a half, so that would hit the over. Chiefs are also 2 and 0 in the over this year, so I'm going to take the over at 54 and a half. Chiefs win by 10, uh, move to 2 and 1 in the year, and rightfully take their place back as kings of the AFC West. Sorry, I just dropped my mic. Uh, but we'll move right along here. Saints-Patriots in New England. Uh, in years past, you know, this game would be Breeze Brady. be a big deal. But times have changed, as we all know. So we've got Mac Jones and Teddy Bridgewater in this one. Patriots three-point favorites um, at home. Uh, Patriots defense, to me, uh, looks just absolutely great. Tremendous. So I'm going to take the Patriots here with the points against New Orleans, whose offense is... Um, much much like the Titans, been kind of shaky. Alvin Kamara got held to 
like nothing last week. I don't know what they were doing, but I'm going to take New England and their defense against the Shaky Saints offense, which would move the Patriots to 2-1 and one on the season. So Pats minus 3.5. Uh, move along right across the way there in New York. The Giants welcome in the Atlanta Falcons. Giants three-point favorites in this one. Both teams are 0-2. Both teams' offenses haven't really been able to get things going. Uh, minus a couple big plays, as you'd expect, from the likes of Calvin Ridley, Kyle Pitts, Kenny Galladay, Saquon, stuff like that. Um, but for me, I trust the offense of Matt Ryan, Calvin Ridley, Kyle Pitts more than I trust the other offense, uh, Daniel Jones, those offensive weapons over there, especially against the Giants' D, which isn't good. Not to say Atlanta's defense is any better, but um, I don't know. You can't expect much more from two own two teams in this one, but I'm going to take Atlanta uh, as the underdogs. I think they get their first one of the year in New York. Uh, that being said, we'll move along to Cincinnati and Pittsburgh in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh comes in at three and a half point favorites. Um, these AFC North rivals, they're definitely tough. Like every game you'll see has, uh, it's been a good one. So you've got to expect more of the same uh, in Sunday's matchup. Um, Joe Burrow's been sacked nine times in the first two games this year. But on the other side of things, Pittsburgh's averaged just 57 rushing yards per game. So neither team really playing up to their potential. There's a lot of controversy back on draft day, uh, whether or not the Bengals should have gone out and got Joe Burrow protection or got him a weapon. Um, they chose option number two and got him the weapon in Jamar Chase. Um, so obviously that has uh, seen effect because Joe Burrow has not looked comfortable in that pocket. Uh, nine sacks through two games is just not, not going to cut it. Um, also, another factor in this one, Bengals haven't won a game in Pittsburgh since 2015, and I don't expect that to change here in Week 3. I've got the Steelers uh, winning this one at home. I'm going to go 23-18-20-ish. 20, so it'll be a good game. Uh, you got to expect that in a division game, but I'm going to take Pittsburgh here at home uh, over the Bengals. Um, last uh, early game. On Sunday, Cardinals in Jacksonville. In Jacksonville, Trevor Lawrence and Urban Meyer still looking for their first NFL wins. Um, but I, with the Cardinals coming in, I don't think that that happens in Week Three. Seven and a half point favorites for the Cardinals, and I love that number. Jacksonville's secondary allows almost 300 passing yards per game, and Kyler Murray trumps that. So I don't know. I don't even know the numbers Kyler will put up this Sunday, but I think it's going to be brutal. Um, although DeAndre Hopkins is questionable, even if he is out, Arizona still got weapons to take down the Jaguars, maybe not by as much, but I like the Cardinals in this one by a lot. Doesn't mean I'll bet it because, like you know, I don't bet on my teams, but I like the Cardinals as a fan and as an NFL fan. I just don't see how uh, Jacksonville can go in there and get it done. Uh, so that's it for the early games. We've got a uh, 205 game, Miami and Las Vegas in Las Vegas in that the black hole. I think that's what people call it, the black hole. Um, but Vegas comes in at four-point favorites. Miami just got rocked last week against Buffalo. Um, so 
as much as I want to say Miami can get back on track with the um, questions Tua's got with his ribs and stuff, I don't know. It's tough for me to go against uh, the Raiders, who've looked like surprised. Like, you hate to say it. At least I hate to say it because I don't like when the Raiders are good because they just really piss me off. But Derek Carr looks good. That defense looks pretty good. So I like the Raiders here in this one at home, week three against the Dolphins. Uh, next game, we've got the game of the week. Tom and Tampa go to SoFi to take on the Rams. A lot of people's NFC favorites here, Tampa and the Rams. Um, Tampa comes on the road as one-point favorites, so basically dead even odds. Um, so if you haven't heard by now, I'm not, I'm not too high on this Rams offense, although you, you're going to be like, Oh, all the numbers point to like success and Matthew Stafford's having a great year and Cooper Cup and Robert Woods are so the best, not the best, but they're a great receiver duo. And I'm not saying that's not true, but I just don't think you can say they're one of the top teams in the NFC, one of the top two teams in the NFC. So because of that, I just have to think Tampa and the Buccaneers come in and win this one at SoFi. As the atmosphere is going to be tough and all that, but I mean it's it's Tom Brady, like it's it's tough to bet against that man. So I got Tampa. I'll take the spread because it's only one minus one in LA against the Rams. Two twenty five start. Uh, we'll move along. Seattle in Minnesota. Minnesota's lost two back to back heartbreakers due to field goals week one. The other team making it week two. Them missing it. But that's, that's got to be tough. Uh, Kirk Cousins comes in 0-3 against the Seahawks since he's been a Viking. And if you look back at those last two games, they've been, they've been close ones. They've been tight. Um, so my pick for this week is Seattle slips up on another close one. The Vikings avoid the 0-3 start. And Kirk Cousins... Does it at home. Kirk Cousins and the Vikings get win number one of this season at home. So I'm going to take the Vikings plus two and a half. Um, just in case, you know, it's going to be a close one. But I like the Vikings in this one. I'll take them plus two and a half at home against the Seahawks. Uh, which brings us to Sunday night football. Oh, excuse me. Never mind. We've got one more late game. One more late game. The Jets go to Denver. Denver's 10.5 point favorites. Um, let's see here. Teddy Bridgewater's over 70% against the spread in his career. 10.5's a lot, but the, the Jets are ass. The Jets suck. Zach Wilson's going to have a terrible day against that secondary. Uh, like the Broncos going 0 3. Um, also anchored by that defense. They've just allowed 13 points per game. Von Miller's already got three sacks in two games. And like I said, Zach Wilson is going to have a terrible day against that defense. Also, Denver's first home game with fans in almost two years. That atmosphere is going to be electric. Uh, you've heard stories, Peyton Manning, any other quarterback from Denver. On offense, you can't hear a peep in that place. And on defense, it's bananas. I've seen it firsthand. It, that that home home field is something else in Denver. But I got Denver, minus 7.5, Teddy in the spread. 
uh, what I see, certified cover boy is what you're going to call Teddy Bridgewater from now on. The man against the spread, something else. So now we go along to Sunday night football. Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones, Devontae Adams go into San Francisco to take on that brutal defense uh, and Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, San Francisco at home comes in at three and a half point favorites. And uh, actually last year, these two teams played in San Francisco. Uh, Green Bay got the better than last year. And I think they can do it again. Although last year, the Niners were very, very, very injury riddled roster. But I think I like Green Bay. Like no one gives respect to that defense sucks. Green Bay's defense is terrible. But that like their offense is something else, in my opinion. Devontae Adams still hasn't even scored a touchdown this year. Aaron Jones had, I think, four last week. Or, yeah, I think four total. Robert Tanyan still at the tight end spot. And you've got Aaron Rodgers at quarterback. Like, much like Tom Brady, it's just tough to bet against that man. So I'm going to take Green Bay plus three and a half uh, on Sunday night in San Francisco, uh, which leaves us to the last game of the NFL. Philadelphia at Dallas. A lot of... Uh, big division games coming week three. Uh, Monday night primetime, Eagles and Dallas play each other. And this is a very, very interesting game to me. Uh, the Cowboys come in playing two thrillers in two weeks. So you got to expect week three won't be any different. The Eagles, however, have lost their last three road games in Dallas, Jerry World. Um, but Jalen Hurts is the quarterback now. Uh, he flips the script a little bit. Uh him and Dak are going to battle a lot back and forth. So, I mean, like you said, this game's going to be it's going to be a thriller. You, you got to expect the unexpected when these two teams meet, especially prime time. Um, couple interesting notes on this one: Philadelphia is the only team in the NFL without an offensive turnover, or yeah, turnover. Eagles have no turnovers, um, so they're doing something right, something over there, right? Um, Jalen Hurts knows how to take care of the ball. Um, but the other end of that, Dallas actually leads the league in takeaways. So it's going to be interesting to see if the Cowboys can break that streak for the Eagles and get some takeaways. I think if Dallas can do that, they can get the job done. But if they can't, I think the Eagles take it, and I don't believe they will. So I'm going to take the Eagles on the road in Jerry World. A money line, not not plus the four points they're given. I'm going to take the Eagles' money line um, in Dallas on Monday night, which wraps up the NFL for this week, week three. Um, before we go, I want to talk once again about that Mercury game because once the second half of the early games are coming to an end, everyone should be flipping their TV over to the Storm and Mercury because, let me tell you, that game's going to be crazy. Diana Taurasi could be could be coming back. Uh, Brittany Griner, Skylar Diggins-Smith, Sophie Cunningham, uh, Kian Nurse, all those powerhouses on the Mercury go to Seattle to take on Sue Bird, Brianna Stewart. They've got a good roster over there, so it's going to be an exciting game. Um, this this podcast is all sports, so we're not we're we're still going to talk about the WNBA. It's the playoffs over there, baby. 
Uh, I got Mercury minus a thousand. They'll they'll roll in there. Uh, easy win. We'll see you in the next series. Uh, moves to five games then, but Mercury by a thousand. Um, that'll do it. Thanks for tuning in. This is Cam's corner. We'll see you here soon. Peace out.